Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops podcast. It is Wednesday, the day of game one of the Dallas Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors meeting in the Western Conference Finals. I've been manifesting this day for about two and a half years. We're back, and I hope you guys are excited as I am. Uh, luckily, I actually have a, a couple mouse fans in my life. Um, which is going to obviously make the series much more fun. But thought it made sense to uh, bring one of them on as well. We're going to get a first-time podcast appearance from my guy, Royce. Uh, you know, you'll hear the whole Royce story when we get into the pod. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. This is the Mavs Warriors series preview. We, obviously, we talked a little bit about what went down for each team in the conference finals. Um and I'm excited, man. This is going to be a great series. I do believe it's going seven. We will uh, we'll get you know in series breakdowns as we go um, with again with Royce and other Mavs fans. And then uh, got Sergeant T coming out. We're actually recording tonight. Post Warriors dubs. We'll talk some Heat Celtics. They'll give their thoughts because you know haven't been able to have them on in a little bit. So it'll be good to get them back and, and regroup and talk about you know, what what we've got going on. Um, just a heads up, you know, I'll just be honest with you. We finished recording last night, and then Royce was like, fuck, man, like, I got some shit to say still. Like, I, I forgot. So, um, there is, there might be, like, a slightly weird transition um, towards the end, but just know, you know, we you got to give Royce the opportunity to, to, to speak his mind. So, that's what we did. I hope you guys enjoy. Go Dubs. Without further ado, let's get into the pot. One. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to a Malaga Drive Hoops podcast. I uh, we're sitting here. It's it's two. It's Tuesday at this point. Um, we've had a little bit of scheduling difficulty, but we're here on Tuesday with a very ske- special guest. I've got my boy Royce. He's a long-term listener. We've actually known each other for probably at this point ten years. Uh, I knew him at first as Landon. It's funny. You were Landon <laughs> in my phone, bro, until about like this, I, honestly, six months ago. Like you were, you were Landon in my phone, but I got my boy Royce here. Huge Mavs fan. So he, he's here to discuss uh, the Warriors Mavs series. Shout out. I also got a shout out, Sude. Uh, sorry he couldn't be here with us tonight, but he, he's been out on the road for a while. He's got to get some sleep tonight. Uh, but how are you doing, bro? It's, it's amazing to, to finally get you on here. Doing good, man. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Excited to be on the pod. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, bro. And um, again, for those of you that are listening, we'll we'll talk some Heat Celtics uh, tomorrow with Sarge and Tyler. Uh, but today we, we we're really gonna get into the nitty and gritty of the Mavs Warriors. Like I said earlier, Royce, uh, a huge Mavs fan. Like there's really there's really no other way to put it. I think Cowboys are probably your team. But Mavs got to be right there. And I've again, I've firsthand witnessed your love for basketball and the Mavs grow. Um, how's the fan base feeling, bro? It's got to be awesome. Right now, fantastic. It's been kind of a roller coaster of a season. I mean, if you think about 100%. the season started, it was kind of like, okay, we got Luca up, we're thinking healthy, hopefully, and let's see what they can finally do together. Yeah. Um, hopefully, a full season healthy. And obviously, that didn't. Didn't work out. Traded Porzingis for Dinwiddie um, and Bertans, which, you know, <laughs> we were talking when that happened, man. Yeah. Everyone was kind of like, what the hell? Wasn't really a move that 
a winning a team that was going for it this year would make it seemed like yeah. um but here we are sitting in the western conference Dude, finals it's it's funny <laughs> that you say that bro because usually like, like you said if you're in the the conference finals in a very competitive league um you were probably feeling pretty good all year like you know coming but but that hasn't that hasn't been the case and it's funny because um it, it's sort of similar i call the mavs almost like the and I've been saying it, they're kind of the Celtics of the West where, you know, the original, the, the first 30 games get going. And, and it's funny because it Luca, like he's still 22. He's vaping all summer. Like, obviously he's not li- like living completely a crazy life, but like he's not exactly as locked in as some other guys are in the off season. And so it takes a little bit. And because they don't get off to a hot start, everyone just immediately, I feel like just is like, all right, not a contender. But you go second half of the season, I mean, there were undeniably an elite team. Um, second half of the season, like anyone who watched the NBA consistently was like, this team is is a damn good basketball team. And I still had the Suns winning, but that's because that Suns team won 64 games in the regular season, went to the finals last year, um, and they beat a, a really good team. So I, I 100% think they're deserving, but it is funny to look back. They lose Tim Hardaway, who's, you know, some people would say their third best player. I still, like, obviously you can't hate on it, but I still think Kristaps could be very much useful in a series like this. Like, and they're still, regardless of all that here, um, and I think that it's the biggest testament to, to one, Luca, but two, Jay Kidd. Jay Kidd. Yeah. He, he's crazy. been unreal. I mean, I mean if, you, if you ask any Mavs fan before the Sun series, you know, what they – thought how they thought the series would go i feel like most fans would probably say we would lose in like you know honestly six i think we you know we were happy to win the utah series honestly i expected to win the utah series you know we made a lot of money betting against utah during the season yeah um so we knew like utah was a pretender but phoenix i mean this is a team that just went to the finals they were healthy um you know, coming off a pretty, not an easy series against the Pelicans, but like it tested them a little bit and they seems like it might've woken them up. And the first two games of the series, they looked like they were just outclassing us. And honestly, after the first two games, I wasn't feeling great. You know, I was really yeah. worried. Wasn't sure how we would deal with Aiden. Um, CP3 was going off and of course Booker. And then, you know, we just kept fighting and it's just crazy. I mean, this team just doesn't give up. I think that's like yeah. kind of the story of the season. They just I keep was- grinding. A hundred percent. And you, I think the thing I noticed too, and I don't know if it's, I, I think the, the credit deserves to go everywhere, but like, there's just this calmness, like, you know, it wasn't, I, I know the basketball, what happened on the basketball court in Phoenix, those first two games wasn't great, but you still didn't sense like any sort of level of defeat or like, you know, you, and a lot of times you get it after two smackings. Um, and they've done it in the past. You know, they hung in there with the Clippers. Uh, they battled with the Clippers. I know they got up 2-0 at home early on, but, you know, they just – they're a fearless team. And I think Luca, you know, when you know you have Luca, that's that's part of it. But I think Jay Kidd gets a lot of credit. And, and that last game, bro, was honestly one of the most – like, just from my time watching, that, like, playoff basketball specifically, like, I don't know that I can remember a more shocking – outcome like in a playoff game in recent memory you you know what that reminded me of like when i was watching the game i just got the same feeling i got in 2011 when we played the lakers okay 
I was I don't cringe know watching. Game like, game I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was game. I'm not a game three. I'm pretty sure it was a closeout game. Um, but we just dominated them. Like, start to finish, we were making yeah. all the threes in the game, and it was just like no one could miss. And that's what it felt like this game. Like, yeah, started out hot. It wasn't even like a variance thing. Am I, you know, some like Kyle Pelts will be talking variance, but like for me, it is just they smothered the Suns. Like they couldn't, it wasn't like, oh, they're missing some, like they, they couldn't get clean looks. I think like five times. So I was watching with a bunch of friends um, at a wing place called Wing Daddy. You might have to go there again for this. Just, yeah, no, be, for yeah. sure, have to go there like, again. That's why I have good looks. But I was sitting, I was there with friends, and I think in the second half, at least six or seven times, I just turned at them, looked at them, and I was like, dude, we're up 40 in game seven on Phoenix. Like, what is going on here? Spencer no Dinwiddie at 30? Like, what is going on? Against a team with that that type of experience, it, it was yeah. just incredible. And obviously, here we are now. Um, game one tomorrow, At this, by the time you're listening to this, game one today. Um how do you feel here? How do you feel here? And I guess for for people listening, what do you think is going to be kind of the method of attack for Dallas? Um, it yeah. doesn't have to be anything crazy specific, but just like how, how do you think you guys come in and approach this? How are you feeling? Uh, I know we've matched up a couple of times in the regular season. Like what's what's the general vibe around this? I know. I know what Luca's going to want to do. Luca's going to want to hunt Steph early and often just as much as he can. I mean, you know, that's what we did during the Sun Series was, I mean, just what we've done, honestly, yeah. for most of the season is just hunt the worst player on defense on the, you know, on the other team and try to get them fired. Yeah. Um, you know, CP3 obviously wasn't the same player. Um, I don't know what was going on with him, but we had a lot of success against him doing that in the regular season. You know, I don't remember the games that well, but I do remember that, you know, when Luca, Luca would try to, post up against Steph and get that switch um, just because obviously that's a better matchup for him compared to yeah. Clay or a little Draymond or yeah. Wiggins. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be part of the game plan. But honestly, game one, it's with these series, it's just really going to be a feel-out series. I mean, a feel-out game, right? Yeah. We're not but, sure. I don't know how Golden State's going to approach it. I'm really interested to see who they put on Luka first. I feel like it's going to be Wiggins. Um, it will be. But yeah. Like, and it's funny because, uh, you know, we were taught me, T, and Sarge were talking about it. Like, we haven't really seen an offense um, this heliocentric. <laughs> I, I know we talked about it in chat. Uh, basically, like, ball-dominant Luca. And I know JB mixes in there. I know Spencer mixes in there, especially when they're in rhythm. But it's Harden-esque in that when it's crunch time, when the game's going, that's exactly – that's the motive, method of attack. Get – Whoever that you feel is the weakest defender or best matchup to go at, have whoever he's guarding come set a screen for Luca, get the switch. And I was telling them, right? Like Tyler was like, I don't know that we'll ever see a heliocentric offense win a title. And I, it's not even a crazy statement because we've never seen it. Like, right? Like, that's not something that's been accomplished. But with Luca, like, there's not players like Luca. Like, he's already. I know it's early. He will be a Hall of Famer. Um, he's 23. And basically, I don't really think you can guard him one-on-one. I think what you have to do is hope he's missing his step backs. But, like, he rarely is. Like, he rarely Yeah, is. like, he's crazy. Just and and he's, 
he and that's the, the the craziest part about it, guys, is like, you know, I, I feel like all these other stars who get downhill in, in crazy ways are have been super athletic. You know, Jaw, he can jump through guys that no one can that would get stopped or they sag so far off and he, you know, floats it. You know, D Rose, there's just so many guys who have crazy athleticism or speed or quickness. And Luca is just a master of body control. He's a master of misdirection. He can change directions so much quick, quicker than you can. And he, I, you just talk about a hooper. He's able to move his body in ways that to create angles and get downhill in ways that just guys can't think quickly enough. And it's just it's uh, incredible. Yeah. And, and so when you have that and can almost always get downhill, people got to show help. And when they do, I, again, give credit to the Mavs, you know, front office. I think part of it is just the way they play. I don't think Kristaps wants to just be a spot up shooter. And I don't I don't blame him for that. You know, I think he has more than that. But you're also not going to interrupt the flow of how you do offense to accommodate Kristaps. But anyway, the, the, the construction around him, I feel like is perfect because they're, they can all defend and everyone besides Dwight Powell can shoot. And it's basically like a new age Rockets, except I, I honestly think Luca is better than James Harden was then. Um, and I, I absolutely, if, if this isn't proof enough, I, I think absolutely that they, they have a shot at winning this series. hundred percent. I mean, <clears throat> number one, I feel like just the role players in this, in these playoffs and honestly, you know, towards the end of the season, we were on a roll. They were just, just crazy big time. I mean, Reggie Bullock, I knew he had a shot, but like right now he's, you know, he's making a lot of these open and shots, and it's not really him. Play at the start of the year, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. out of nowhere. Obviously, we've talked. The, the podcast loves Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, might you know before he signed this extension, might have been the best contract in the league. Uh, yeah. But for my Warrior fans listening, man, like I, I'll still take this, but you know, I th- this is absolutely a threat. This is absolutely a threat. And I want to break down, you know the Warriors path a little a little bit um, because they had a super interesting series. I think Denver, they were just, you know, clearly out, man, or Denver was. Um, but Memphis, you know. <sighs> that was interesting. That you was- know, yeah. So, it, and, and the, the path of it was super interesting too because, you know, games one through three, obviously Jaws there. And we're kind of past the injury stuff, so I'm not even going to talk about the Dylan Brooks thing. That's been played out a million times. But, um with Jaw, it was clear the game plan was let Jaw beat beat us, and I think that's going to be similar in the Luke with Luca this year or this series. Um, but it was let Jaw beat us, um, and you saw the method in which it was like yes, he hit some wide open threes, but a lot of them are just like really tiring drives to the rim where he's just jumping twenty feet in the air and finishing still, but it, that wears you down. That wears you down. And then on the other side of it, like, again, I'm not here to say Jaws overrated. I just, what I saw on the other side, targeted. And he held his ground plenty of times, but that was our method uh, of closing games. That offense was just kind of what, like, what you guys do. Get Jaw on a switch and attack him and hope you can get downhill, touch the paint, and make a good decision from there. Jaw goes out, and we didn't get good looks for three straight games. Like, like yeah. th- th- three straight games where, and we won two of them, but like similar to with the Suns, like it's, you know, it's, 
a lot of times you you make a couple good ones and then you get your rhythm and then you can start making shots that are tougher. We couldn't ever quite catch a rhythm and it, I was legitimately scared. Um, especially because we're dynamic because you're going away for game seven. And again, I trust those guys yeah. that have been there a million times, but just from the basketball side of things, it, it was concerning. And you go to the Mavs and they don't quite have any rim protectors the way Jaron was protecting the rim, but they do have a great defense and they've gone to this matchup zone, which is very interesting to me. Um, very interesting to me. And I, it's weird because, you know, we – our best defensive lineup closes with Andrew Wig, uh, Draymond and, and Looney at the four and five. But offensively, when both of them are on the floor, you, you're relying a lot on Andrew Wiggins. What tends to happen yeah. is Andrew Wiggins is not baited, but essentially Andrew Wiggins is taking a medium – He's like the Harrison stop. Barnes, you know, back in the day. Yeah, exactly. He's the guy exactly. you want to shoot. You don't want exactly. Clay, you want Steph, you want Wiggins to shoot. Exactly. Um, and it, it's it's a little concerning because if that's our lineup, because we need a really good defensive lineup out to stop the Mavs, I I think the Mavs are going to be able, with Luka, to match that. So it, it'll be really interesting. I'm, I am I have some concern level. I, like, I think we should be the favorite, but I would have it more like, I don't know, like 150, 160. It's like in the 220s or something. Yeah. Um, but, but again, that's what it goes down to. We're going to have to find a lineup. And again, Wiggins can start on Luca all he wants. But if they bring a, a, a screener and get a switch, like they can manipulate that. And you yeah. already know baseline, like, and this is why it's worth baseline. If that's your offense, you feel pretty good. Like you feel pretty good. No one is just if Luca's getting a good matchup, he's they're the, the Mavs are gonna score at a pretty nice clip. And if they aren't, it's just because they're missing some pretty good threes. And I love Kerr. I think he I think we saw the impact, right? I don't think it's a coincidence yeah. that Kerr also goes out and everything not I'm not gonna say we won the series, but you know, things were not smooth. Um I love Kerr, but the I do think the way he runs his offense, it's it can be easy enough for defenses to manipulate who they want to take the shot because of how free and, you know, everyone get a look, whoever, you know, whereas the Mavs, no. Like, you know, there's no one. I know JB needs the ball sometimes, but, like, the, everyone knows, like, all right, the offense is Luka. Get over it and play your role. Um and I'm not saying there's, you know, necessarily even tension, but I, I just think the offense is a little bit easier manipulated. And we've seen it. If you want to just get double Luca, you know, and get him out of it, it's going to lead to good looks. It's going to lead to good yeah. looks. So it, I don't think we're going to double. I think if Luca's really, really cooking, but like, that's the thing. Steph's a good defender. Steph's a good defender. He's definitely doesn't have the size, but like, I don't think it'll be, you know, when we when we need to get stops, I think, you know, Luke will get his, yeah, but I don't have, think you have Draymond in that free safety role too, right? Like Draymond sure. is, you know, obviously going to make a huge impact. I think what's going to be really interesting is, you know, Luca's scored like 45, 50 points and we've lost because 
we can't just have him go off and win. We need right. We need guys like JB. Like I'm super interested to see JB and how he does. I just, I don't know who's gonna guard him. You think it's gonna be Clay, or you think yeah, it, it might be Steph? Honestly, I know Wiggs is. So let's go through that. Wiggs is gonna guard Luca. First off, I don't even know what the starting lineup is for the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it could. I, yeah, I who knows? Think, I would guess it's gonna be Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Dre, Looney. Be like, well, that's the thing that I, I forgot to mention it too. Part of the reason they went with Looney was Steph and Dre ultimately made that call. That's who they wanted to go to war right. with in that closing lineup. And I don't know if that just means for that series or like for the foreseeable future. But let's just say that's the lineup. Looney's on Powell. Dre's on. I don't even know if you want Dre on Dorian because he can't help anyone. But right. it's not like putting him on Reggie Bullock is going to do anything either. So probably Dorian. And then I think Clay will be on Reggie. I think Steph will be on JB, honestly. But we'll see. Yeah. And again, with the Mavs, it's it's low-key irrelevant because they're just going to switch who, whoever they feel like they want to go at uh, at the top of the key. It's a pretty funny offense watch it's just yeah bullying someone smaller than him bigger than him at, at times or it's you know dub you double luca and we just get an open shot and you yeah and, and that's the thing too you don't even luca's such a good passer it's like it's not even like just in doubles it's like if he's got a little bit of space and he's getting downhill and someone helps to tad off the corner because again everyone's in their spots Dorian is not going to mess up the spacing. Reggie's not going to mess up the spacing. JB's not. So you, it's a lot of ground to cover. And if you even come off a little bit, Luca has it there. Luca yeah. absolutely has it there. So, but again, I don't think you can let, I, I think that's what killed the Suns, right? Like Luca went crazy in those games, games one and two. Um, but later on in the series, other guys got going. And so I think you really just got to try. I know Luca's going to score but try and leave guys on an island against Luca, and see what happens. And I think that, again, is why it's been – no one's won with it yet because it is a little bit predictable, right? You, but if you know who you are and you lean into it, it, it can definitely work out sometimes. So, yeah, we'll see. Be, I'm so excited, super interested to see. And honestly, our role – like Maxi Kleber has been insane from three. Dude. In the playoffs. Like, I don't know what got into him. He has just what been straight in the regular cast. season. Not good. Like this year, like in the regular season, I remember I just every time I watched him, he would not. He used to be a pretty decent shooter, and then he got no. hurt. Uh, to me, when I think of Maxi Kleba, I, I again I don't necessarily think elite, but like I'm comfortable with him taking threes if I'm on offense. <laughs> like I, I'm not mad yeah. at him taking a wide open three. So but shot, I guess career what like 34, 35? Yeah. Career wise, 36. Um, but this year in the regular season, regular season, he shot 32.5 last year. He shot 41 in the playoffs shooting 49% from three on four and a half shots per game. And and so even like, like pumping sometimes. And like, obviously if you're a mouse fan, you don't want him dribbling, but he's had a couple pump drive and float bank shots too. And that's huge too. Cause if guys are able to close out, you got to have some sort of good decision from Reggie, Dorian, and Maxi, and all those yeah. guys. Um, 
so i've seen it sometimes how often do you guys go to that zone that matchup zone like i haven't paid enough attention to know if it's like a half the time thing yeah or if it's like sprinkle it in or like honestly i wouldn't be able to say exactly how often um yeah no i don't know if we'll even start with that tomorrow like we'll probably see how we can how we do if we just play straight Straight just man see how that goes yeah Um, i I think it might just be some a wrinkle type thing or like a certain group um but i've i've definitely seen it plenty of times where they just up they're in a matchup zone and they just got four stops in a row um, yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on your players. I mean, it just looks like really tiring on defense. You just got to keep. Yeah. I mean, everyone's just running around. So I don't know if you know you want to run that all the time. Um, sure. One thing I am is so like when we so we'll play Luca the whole first quarter. Um, I want like for you like guys. Do you all play Steph? You like the sub pattern? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that's it's Steph's uh, sub pattern too, where it's like. Generally, it's whole first quarter in the playoffs, like seven, six minute mark in the second, whole third, depending on the game flow. If it's bad and we need you quick, nine minutes, eight minutes. If we've got a lead and we're trying to give you some blow, seven, six minutes. Um, is that where Luke is at? Right? Yeah, it's about something really similar. He, yeah. Um, you know, play the whole first, which I love, because honestly, that usually gets us on pretty decent start and then yeah. we just try to survive the non-luka minutes honestly like as a fan when i'm watching that's all i just want to either like it's great if we outscore the opponent in the non-luka minutes but that usually doesn't happen like we just need to survive we yeah. just need didn't make a couple shots you know we just need the role players to do a couple of the jam brunson we usually have a lot of usage during those minutes obviously need him to get get going a little bit that's all we need until luke comes back and up you know that's when you know if we can survive those minutes without luka I feel really good once he comes back in because usually that's a, that's a great point because Jalen Brunson's just not as good of a basketball player as Luka Doncic. You know, like you're, they're running a similar offense. It's not like Luka goes out and then there's the San Antonio Spurs. You know, like so you Warriors 100 percent have to take advantage of those minutes, and I think yeah. and it, it coincides with Steph, so Steph won't be in. But you know, we do. I think that's what's ma- what makes me you know more comfortable like pretty comfortable about our chances is because one Steph Dre Clay and and, and I guess Iguodala he's not here have but they've been doing this together for so long they are older their bodies have some more ta- tax on them but we have Jordan Poole and in those non-Steph minutes again I mean, he's not Steph but very similar in the way he operates on ball off ball finishing passing shooting the defense still needs to come a little bit for sure, but offensively, I'm just completely comfortable in the non-Seth minutes yeah. because of pool. And I, I really think in, in some of these games, like that's going to be the difference. Yeah. So, Jordan pool scares the living hell out of me. Like I've watched when pool is on and he's just, to me, he's like another Steph. I mean, he's playing yeah. the same way he, when he's on, he's almost impossible to stop. Right. Cause you can't give him the three, but he's, lightning quick so he'll drive and you, you help on the drive like he's really good at yeah. finding the open guy and sometimes the offense just looks unsolvable when jordan pulls on i mean i think on defense we'll definitely try to target him obviously because he's probably the weak link when he's out there no um still learning how to, you know 
I, I think we might reach a I mean, we reached it in Memphis, but, you know, Jordan Poole didn't close in Memphis for, I mean, they went with Looney for that, that reason. That's the better defensive group. Um, and I, I don't think it's in the Warriors' identity to say, oh, we can't stop them, so let's try and beat them with offense. Like, they're going to go down with defense. Both these teams had really good defenses. So, I think if Poole's going, you know, it's hard to pull him off the floor. But I, I think there's definitely going to be some games where he doesn't close. So, it's it'll be a chess match. And, again, Jason Kidd has shown the ability, all you know, down 2-0 against the Suns. Down 1-0 against the Jazz. Um, he's shown the ability to adjust and really play it as a series. You know, some coaches literally go in with their game plan and then they just ride it. Like, and, you know, there's something to be said that, you know, sticking with your guns. But uh, Jason Kidd, I feel like, has completely just felt out both of these series. Um, and I, it makes me nervous, man. It makes me nervous. Um, it's, yeah. Definitely. I mean, obviously, kid has a long history in Dallas. Um, I was skeptical when we signed him. I honestly wasn't sure he doesn't have the best track record. He didn't have the best track record before us. But having him as the coach in these type of moments when you know he's been here as a player on the Mavericks and won a championship, it's just, number one, you have the player's respect, which honestly, with Rick, I don't think, you know, Luca respect him as much as he respects kid. Dude, yeah. it was weird with Rick. It was such a weird relationship. You really f- – yeah. It, I think Rick just wanted to play more uh, his system. And, again, when you have yeah. someone as good as Luca, it's crazy. Luca's 23 year olds, 23 years old, already single-handedly saying, like, just, like, give me the keys, bro. Like, don't it's worry. Give me the keys. I can't believe it sometimes that we got lucky enough to get him right after dirt. It was just – Dude, you know, it just worked out dirt. perfectly. And – and this motherfucker didn't go one. Like that's yeah. something that doesn't get talked about either. Is like, how... again, go I draft, I drafted <laughs> Kevin Knox. You know, I drafted Aaron Neesmith. Like, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'd like to think if my full time job was scouting and I watched this kid play European games, this kid has to go one over a, a guy at a position that again. Center's the least important position. Nah, center's important, but, like, it's a guard-dominated league right now. Um, It's just crazy, bro. That guy is 23 years old. Not like he's, you know, gr- I'm not saying he's not working in the offseason, but it's not like he has the craziest sense of urgency to yeah. uh, for his body or anything. And really he's not. walking into this league right now as a 23-year-old and is so dominant that the offense is, hey, give the ball to Luca. Something about these Europeans, man. I mean, they can also perform in the highest pressure environments. You see with Jokic, right? Like he's not. Yeah. He wants to. My boy Bogdan played right? overseas in Europe. Yeah, too. he hits big shots. European players traditionally have had like you know, with Dirk, they've had that label of being soft. soft. But these these younger guys coming into the league right now, um, they're. I feel like they're the opposite of soft. I mean, honestly, a hundred percent. And you like, you can just sense it. Like I, I watch a game and you can absolutely sense not that they're necessarily scared of the moment, but you know, that they're thinking about it a little bit and Luca Bogdan. Yeah. Who there's, I mean, I know Giannis, but he was super young, but these guys that play overseas 
I mean, we see it with soccer. Like, it's just different over there, bro. Those yeah, guys go nuts over their teams. There's, I mean, Kevin Durant was at Mike James' game, and, oh and there's flares God. going flares. off in the stand. Yeah. And it's just fucking normal, bro. You're playing <laughs> in a war play. zone. Uh, yeah. So this is nothing. And they got all the space in the world. So, yeah, they got we got to stop with the soft label. Like, guys like Zinger give – give that you know like i get it but they're for every zinger and it's not like zinger's afraid to take shots he's just physically uh he gets pushed around a little bit but give me your uh give me your official call give me your x factor and then uh we'll get out of here all right my official call i I gotta go who and how many games i'm gonna say maps in seven i know it's tough it's gonna be in golden state i don't think we'd be on six so i have to say be on seven um, we're I, I feel like we'll take y'all seven. Also, game seven, anything happened, but I'm gonna roll my Mavs. Um, have to X factor. I mean, I think it just has to be Brunson, in my opinion. I think if Brunson is able to punish whoever's on him, along with, you know, obviously Luca continues to be Luca. Yeah, I think it's just gonna put a lot of pressure on Golden State to. To defend the both of them. I mean, you we saw Brunson during the Utah series where he was almost unguardable, you know, even without when Luca wasn't playing, like Brunson would just yeah. go off. Um, if Brunson's in a rhythm like that, you know, he's got a great first step, got a good inside game, he can shoot the three. Great um work. Just if he can give us player. yeah, if he can give us really good minutes when it's just him and no Luca, I think it's just gonna make this series um we need that, honestly. You know, if, yeah. if Brunt's not playing well, we're probably not going to win this in seven, let alone no. last two games seven or eight. Totally. Well, that's my, that would be my X factor too, bro. Like, has, like again, I, I do think that the game plan is going to be let Luca beat us, but I, I, you know, fourth quarter comes, you've already taken 27 shots. It's, it's tough. Um, so someone has to step up. JB's that next guy. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Dubs in seven too, bro. Like I, I really do think this thing is going seven. Um, I don't think you really need to look much further than last series for proof. It's uh, again. I have ultimate respect for the Grizzlies. They really, really grinded us. And I mean, there was a time there where I was like, "Shit, bro! If we lose this series, is this like? I'm not gonna say it's the end, but um, you know, I, it wasn't a comfortable series win." And it's not like the, you know, I do think this Mavs team is better than the Grizz. That being said, X Factor, I'll just go from the Warriors. Wiggs, uh, Wiggs, bro. Um, he's, he's been unbelievable for us in the playoffs. He faded after the All Star break because I, I really do think he's a chiller. And playing yeah, 82 games too. is just like, all right, dude, it's the same shit. Like he's going yeah. through the motions. I get it. Um, but he's been amazing in the playoffs defensively on the boards and i and i honestly can count on him for that i'm not even putting him x factor for his defense on luca or anything because luca's luca and wiggins can play amazing defense and wiggins can still score luca can still score i think it's offensively um i really do think that in some of these games we're not going to be able to close with jp because of the way matt the Mavs relentlessly relentlessly attack and I think it's just easier on that whole side of the ball to have him off the floor. We already have Stephen Clay, you know, so it's like, I, and I think the responsibility, boom, it gets shifted to Wiggins offensively. 
And you see, we're just so much better when he's hitting threes. Like, if he shoots 40% this series, that is going to be absolutely huge because Clay's good, but he's not at the point yet where I'm just, like, fully, fully comfortable just going to him. Um, and obviously, you guys are going to sell out for stuff. There's been games in the whole fourth yeah. where he's been trapped, and I could see it. I really could see it. And unlike unlike Luca, like, Steph can get it out of his hands real quick. Luca can make full cross court fucking passes because he's seven, yeah. right? And the yeah, exactly. Steph can't. Steph will have some whip ones here and there, but it's. I think it's a lot easier to double Steph than it is Luca. Uh, but I definitely got Warriors in seven. It's a great. It should be a great series, bro. With Phoenix, we one thing we didn't have to worry about too much was that the three point shooting. I mean, that's just not their game. Um, I think yeah. that's also probably what led to their downfall against us is they couldn't. They couldn't match the threes when we were hitting. Like they couldn't go and they were giving up guys like Landry Shannon and depending yeah. on and the hit threes, which you know he's not that great. But he's he's okay. That's his role, but he's not. That's very his good. role, but like you can tell again, moments get just get to him. Like yeah. doesn't look comfortable to take those. We'll right. have guys comfortable to take those. Yeah, and we just abused Cam Johnson on defense to the point where I feel like he wasn't confident on offense either. That he had a tough series. Yeah. Uh, and but yeah, no, that's the thing with Oklahoma State. Like, we can't, we can't give guys like I don't even like. I think Wiggins, honestly, like giving him open threes, he's gonna hit them. Like I've seen him make them. He, he's very capable. Um, we'll give him them, give him them. But he still kind of scares me, you know. Like he's not. I'm. He doesn't like. He scares me more than Phoenix. The Phoenix role players did, you know. Yeah. Um, and Utah. I mean, they. That's their game, but they. I feel like against us, they just weren't. They weren't playing well, weren't making shots. Conley was Conley's done. Um, so I think that's just gonna be a it's gonna be a challenge for us having a team that you know go and like go and say that their game is to shoot threes and they're very good at doing that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So, and, and yeah, that might be again with matchup zones, like that's kind of where you can be susceptible is like if they can move the ball get you know quickly out, you can get give up threes and the Suns and Jazz didn't consistently capitalize enough to get a series win. I would hope that we could, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. But like, if Steph and if Steph, Clay, and JP are on the floor at the same time, I don't think they'll run the matchups up. Right. But we'll, we'll see. And I'm also yeah. And my, the second thought I had was when I think about what line to go close with, I feel like closing with Looney may not like you may not need to close with Looney. Because we just we don't rebound the ball that well. Um, that's where that's obviously where our biggest weakness is. And I feel like if you close with Draymond at the five, you know, if you can trust JP enough on defense. We'll see if you can. But that's what it comes like that, down to, bro. That kind of lineup, if you think Steph, JP, Clay, Wiggins, Dre on offense, I can see that giving us a shit ton of trouble. Like I can see us really not, you know, not being able to keep up. I mean those a lot of speed out there. We got some good defenders, but you add in like the IQ of Draymond and being able to, I think Golden State, all their players have pretty high basketball IQ on the offensive end. Um, maybe besides Wiggins, but like they, I mean, in the offense, you have to, right? You have to be able to know where, yeah. where the open guy is. I think that lineup, a closing lineup, at least on offense, could give us a lot of issues. Um, you know, that's another story, but that's just something that when we talk about closing lineups, like you had to close with Looney against Memphis because they were using Adams and 
Jaron Jackson towards the end, we don't have a guy like that. No, hundred um, percent. That's a scare anyone. That's <laughs> a great point. That's a great point. And there were plenty of games in Memphis where we, you know, we closed with JP. So I don't know, bro. I, I think it'll come down to the level in which JP can defend. Honestly, yeah. if Jordan slash, obviously, you know, because he's been very consistent, I'll give him that. But there are times where you kind of know there, there, there have definitely been times, but there are also times where JP starts slow and it's just like, all right, it, it's kind of, that's what it is tonight. Um, and then when it's like that, plus the defense, you can't have it. But I think, again, it's, it's really going to come down to how consistently Luca's abusing that. Yeah. Because there's just zero chance. What JP's best bet is, is to just really give him ground and hope he misses threes. Because yeah. if, if JP's playing him straight up, Luca's getting by him or backing him down and getting a good look almost every time. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. But again, on the flip side of that, offensively, it's going to be money. So it's just going to be a balancing act between, you know, which one is getting exploited more. And I think these are two great coaches at, at game planning and reacting. So and it'll is, be a chess so match, bro. Remind me, is Gary Payton supposed to come back this series or next? Um, they haven't ruled him coming back. They they haven't ruled him out. But for this series. Yeah, so he's not officially out. He's definitely not playing game one. Um, and it's very well possible he doesn't play, but it's – That would be very – I would like... put it at, like, comes back at some point, probably, like, plus 145. You got it. But the thing is with him is, like, one, the conditioning's fine because it's just elbow. Like, he's talked about he's, – he's staying, you know, getting the cardio in. Um, yeah. Two, it's not rhythm's not as much of a big deal with him, you know, because he's just rolling where he's cutting. He doesn't really have any playmaking duties, and really, where the you know, a lot of his strengths are just finishing plays at the rim and defending. The one thing is, like, he's much better for a guy like Jaw than a guy like Luca because of the size. And we'll still give him, you know, he's feisty, he'll get so he's so into you, but he's so low. Um, he, he could give Luca some troubles here and there, but just the yeah. size is a big difference. So we'll see. I, I I would guess probably not, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. That would be interesting if he did. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that he isn't yeah. there for game one. Dude, and Iggy. Iggy, I know people are clowning me. I, I really do think when Iggy plays. We, Dude, we I forgot about Iggy. Man. Yeah, Iggy could actually – he could definitely give Luca some trouble. I know he's he doesn't have the foot speed he used to have, but just the length. The length and the strength and the mind. And you the don't mind. need him to do it 40 possessions a game, right? You just mix him in on some crucial possessions where he has fresh legs and Luca's taken 20 shots already. Iggy can do something. Um, Is he back game one? Dude, I don't even know if he's going to play. Like, I, okay, he's, he's just like – he played a couple games in Denver, played well, and then like you just had he'll be re- next thing and he'll be he'll be reevaluated in a week, and then that week came and it said he'll be reevaluated in another week. So we'll see. I mean, Iguodala wants to play. I, I he's so close with all these guys. Like he knows this is a part of their legacy. Like he he has a direct 
opportunity to impact their legacies. And I think he understands that, but at the same time, he's also, his body's just breaking down for sure. Um, and these guys play at such a high level, bro. Like such a high level. You can't like, if me and you have a little injury, we can still go hoop. You know, if I'm a little tired, I can still go hoop at that age. He, if he's not a hundred fucking percent, there's no point. And he knows that. So we'll see. And then auto auto also was dealing. We we didn't even touch on injuries. Auto didn't even play game six. I think he's good to go. Um, and he's actually huge for us. Yeah, so. that's another. I mean, just any got the size who can play a little bit of defense or being to be really important. Exactly. You know, just for Spread the floor, makes the right reads. I've been super impressed with Otto this year. So, yeah, if we were down him, that, oh, that would have been tough. At least we have him back. Chance that one of those two or both of them come back late in the series. Thank you for joining me today. Um, and I know it's late. I know it's late, bro. So I, I definitely appreciate it. We'll have to run it back mid-series or something. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely, yeah. So uh, I don't know exactly when, but we'll run it back either when the series shifts to Dallas or something like that. And we'll get sued on here too. Sounds good, man. Perfect. Appreciate you having me. Appreciate you, bro. Let's get it. Should be a great yeah. series.